Well, the Badlands are my stomping grounds The little Missouri's my spread There'll never be another place I'll ever rest my head Cause I come from North Dakota And bigger, better country you can't find Welcome to the Film North Dakota podcast, brought to you by the North Dakota Film and Media Association. I'm your host, Matt Fern, a filmmaker in Bismarck, North Dakota. Today's guests are Andrew and Hannah Bartlett. Through their company, Bartlett Idea Co., Andrew and Hannah have produced award-winning short films and worked with brands like AT&T, Ventrac, the Fargo Police Department, and the band Owl City. In addition to creating videos, they also are behind Motion University, a company with online, on-set, and ongoing film education resources. Andrew and Hannah, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, hey Matt, thanks for having us on. We're excited. Thank you. First, can you tell me a little bit about uh, both of your backgrounds in media? Yeah, so I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways we we started just like most everybody else. Um, uh, For me, I, I originally actually, I wanted to be a mechanic I grew up on a farm, so like you know, you just learn all kinds of things from that. And I, my goal in life was to own a junkyard and be able to like, you know, be a fabricator, like you know, just make stuff out of old car parts and all that kind of thing. That was like, and so I feel like it was sort of just that same creativity element. Um, and then as like growing up, we kind of my dad was always into kind of had like technology. I mean, he had he originally um, we lived in Fargo, and he was a professor at NDSU for seventeen years, and so with that. You know, he's very up on all the technology. He was kind of pioneering online education and all that kind of stuff. And so um, it was from him that I learned a lot of like, he he kind of gave us like, he had the tools, like he had a digital, you know, camcorder back when it was, you know, obviously DV tape and all that kind of stuff, which I mean, I'm not that old. I don't go like film that far back at all. DV tape is kind of like, I guess, what was those other ones? Those like nine, was it nine millimeter? That's or eight millimeter tapes. I think that was as far back as I go, but um yeah, so, so we always kind of had that, and so we kind of started, we were watching at the time the old Laurel and the Hardy slapstick, you know, comedies and stuff like that. So me and my brothers, you know, in Windows Movie Maker, you can speed everything up and add, like, a black and white vintage film effect. And so we started making slapstick comedies when we moved out to the farm uh, in 2004. And um, so, yeah, so honestly, and then we never really had a very serious take on it. It was just kind of, like, for fun, we did random stuff, and then... Um, and then I guess, so Hannah, your family was kind of into it too. We kind of did stuff for our families. And then in 2011? Yep. It was 2011 when we did Excelsior, which was our first short film where we actually yeah. had a script and we actually assigned a director and, you know, we had no got clue more what we were doing, but it. we thought we were so, I know. so cool yeah. because we actually had a script and we actually like planned some stuff out. And, uh, and I think it was kind of at that moment, like, even though it was a completely awful film project, like. It just it ignited that spark in me. It was like, this is what I want to do. Like, yeah. So kind of from that point, it was kind of a turning point for me. And I uh, kind of put wholeheartedly into that. So I was homeschooled. So it was my parents were really great in that they kind of allowed my education to be tailored into that's kind of what I just focused on. I mean, obviously, uh, in addition to, you know, learning how to read and write and all that kind of stuff. But um, so, yeah. So then from there in, I kind of sort of started doing like people, you know, I was doing works for my family farm, doing videos. It was kind of like, I wanted to do video projects, but we all were required to work on the farm, obviously. But one way I could get out of doing farm work was to make like promotional media products for the farm, like, cause we were direct to consumer farm. And so that was a need to build websites for the farm and do video projects and stuff. So I could kind of use my work time for the farm, but then for stuff that I enjoyed doing. And, uh, and then, 
<clears throat> as people saw that, then they started, you know, reaching out and then I got paid like 200 bucks to make a video and I was just like, oh my word, like this is crazy. People pay me to do this. Um, and then I kind of got to a point where it was like, I kind of hit a ceiling because it was like, I was like, I, I never really had any tr formal training. I had some friends. I mean, at that time you got Hannah and her family lived like five hours from us. So it wasn't like we necessarily got together to work on stuff super often. Um, but it just like, it's like, I knew if I had, I, I, I felt like I'd hit a ceiling in what I could learn on my own. And so Hannah had met, um, who's now a good friend of ours, John Clay Burnett at a film festival in Texas. And so we're like, you know, what would be interesting is if we put together, um, like a, you know, if we could, if we could connect with some professional filmmakers, bring them in, if we all, if we made an actual film project and then had other people pay to come be a part of it too, that would help offset cost. And then that we could learn a bunch from that. And so that kind of is what started Motion University was like this idea of like, what if we got people together, make a real project. And then that project ended going on to like win, you know, best promotional film at the festival that Hannah originally met John Clay at that same year. So it just like, it just like exponentially grew from there. We ran it every year from there. And that just kind of through the mentorship of the people that we were able to bring on with Motion University, they taught us and then kind of a network of other people that, was, that we grew over the years too. And uh, yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> in a nutshell, that's um, obviously there was a lot of ups and downs and all that kind of thing throughout all that journey. But um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of it was for and me. And I mean, our journey is a lot the same because we did grow up together doing film stuff. Yeah. Um, but for me, there was a few projects that I did on my on my own. Like I did some backyard stuff with my siblings. And then I also did like a short documentary with a friend and just kind of did it on the side. You know, it was a hobby at that point for me. Um, I taught piano as my job and then mm -hmm. just did film on the side. And then... Um, kind of as the years went by and as we did more and more with Motion University, I was realizing how much I love doing it and that I wanted to make it more of a career. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how we got started. We've been doing it full time for, for Andrew since about 2015 and for me since 2016 is when we kind of quit our other jobs and, mm -hmm. and dove in. That's awesome. That's a good transition then to Bartlett Idea Co. Um, that's your guys' uh, video production. You also do website, graphic design. Can you tell me a little bit about the experience of running your own media company? It really, like with Bartlett Idea Company, it's so much more than just like video production in a sense. Like that's actually kind of like our our goal really is to like craft effective marketing that makes people care. So it's like it's bigger than just video production in the sense of like we do websites and we do a video and that's kind of like our two main things. Um, we take a ton of time on really getting to know our clients really well and like kind of understanding that what makes them tick and what um, they're passionate about, what their goals and struggles are as a company. And then take that and then we become kind of more of like an active partner with them in helping them kind of reach their audience. And so not just be like a, not just like a push button, like, or a, a button pusher but like kind of like an active like creative partner in it too. So rather than just creating kind of like your standard package of here's some, you know, talking heads, here's these kinds of things. It's like taking a look at really getting to know them and then what are their needs and what's their audience and then kind of triangulate from that and then figure out, okay, what do we need to make that's going to meet all those needs? And then it looks different every single time for every different client. Like it's going to depend. So that's one of the things that we love about the job too is it's like, every client, every project, it's like a homeschool field trip. You know, it's like, you know, it's, we get to like learn a ton about, you know, we just were working out in Watford city and we got to learn all about, um, like we're working with the public works department with the road engineers and stuff like that. And I had no idea how much goes into making a road. Like it's, it's 
amazing how much detail we we've been doing a lot of work lately with law enforcement over the last three years and um it's been really cool to get to know like their stories and to meet the people and um so we're actually currently launching a new sub brand of Bartlett Idea Company to really just focus on telling their stories and we're starting a podcast just interviewing officers and, and kind of just kind of putting a, a you know it's, it's easy to just look at officers as you know the people when they when they put on a uniform you see them so different than when they're out of uniform and kind of trying to bridge that gap to kind of really get to know who they are uh, behind the badge so anyways that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the backstory of that and it's it's been a really fun journey we we really enjoy, I come from a, growing up, I also was really into design work. So I did a lot of that. And that's kind of where the web development side comes in. Cause I, I like have a personal mission to beautify the internet. <laughs> Whenever I see a website that's like subpar, I just want to like, it's a little bit unhealthy because like sometimes I'm tempted to take on projects that really don't pay us anything just because I want to see their website look better. Um, but yeah, I just love making beautiful things and kind of that creativity. And, and that's why we called it part of that idea company is because it's, it's really about the ideas even more than the actual products themselves. If we can come up with the right idea and then kind of like build everything off of that, then yeah. um, that's where the magic happens, I think. Yeah. And as you can tell, I mean, Andrew's the one who's like super creative and he's like the visionary for the company. Like he comes up with those ideas and he directs most of our projects and stuff like that. And then um, where I come in is really helping him su support him in that, you know, because my strengths are a little bit more in like the producing and logistical mm -hmm. and um, communications and editing and that side of things. So, um, that's practically speaking kind of what behind the scenes look like looks like for us as mm -hmm. a company with is with him doing a lot of the creative me doing a lot of the producing and logistical side yeah and then and then i mean obviously like we kind of also we custom build teams based yeah, on what yeah. the project so me and hannah are technically the only like full-time employees of the company um but then we have a lot of like freelancers and kind of like colla frequent collaborators that we bring on depending on the needs of the project and that kind of thing Sounds great. It's a very smart approach. Um, that's a very modern approach to, to produce content. Uh, media is very fluid um, and it also needs to be on every platform. Uh, and so that's really cool how you guys really think about that in a unique way. Um, what type of gear do you mainly work with uh, on the film side, Andrew, and then maybe on the producing side, uh, Hannah? Uh, what type of gear do you recommend um, uh, people to use? Yeah, I feel like our like our philosophy with gear kind of mirrors that with like our projects. And we, we actually, we've kind of decided that we don't really need to invest in much gear. So we, we actually don't really own much personally. And we kind of tailor our gear package depending on the project. So we use lens rentals and borrow lenses and lens pro to go like our, we are, they're absolute rock stars, people to rent from, as well as, as local rental houses and stuff like that. Cause it's been really cool. Cause then we can kind of like really just tailor, I mean, we can shoot on a red for this project because we're going to be shooting a ton of, you know, exteriors. We're going to be shooting, you know, specific needs. We might need three cameras for this shoot because we have like car chases or whatever might be going on. You can really do that. Like, you know, once you don't want to have to do it a bunch of times, or we might be shooting some like local social content for a trucking company. And so we, we do own an A7S too. And so we have at least that 4k output. I, I yeah, it's still like I want to upgrade that eventually, but we at least have like a basic, like we can go shoot some quick social content for a company and that kind of thing. So we have the yeah. basic tools for that. And then depending on the project, we kind of just rent whatever we might need. Or, or if we're working with a DP, oftentimes they'll either have a camera package already or they'll have kind of some ideas on like, okay, we want to shoot like C200 for this because 
you know, has autofocus tracking for gimbal work and, you know, whatever it might be. So it's honestly kind of fluid. It just depends on what we happen to be working on. With yeah. And I'd cameras. say like on like the producing and editing side, we use the Adobe suite um, for all of like, you know, our, our work here in the Post office. Post-production Post-production, yeah, all of that. Um, and then for like specifically for producing, how I really like to stay organized is on Google Drive. Like just the whole, everything they have there, you know, spreadsheets, documents, like, um, I just love their system because it's um, easy to, to share with other members of the team. You can just send links over, you can stay organized, you can, you know, upload photos of locations, um, have mm -hmm. the spreadsheets for the budgets, all of that kind of thing. So I don't have like a specific program outside of Google Drive is what I, I guess, love. I mean, we have used with right larger now. shoots, there's a program called Set Hero. Yeah, and it's like a call sheet call generating sheets, um, software, which works really, really well. But yeah, yeah. When we have like more crew and need to really make sure like we're communicating well and staying on track and have longer shoots than the two or three days or whatever, we do use Set Hero for call sheets and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's kind of some of the main stuff that we love to use. I mean, we have both Mac and PC, you know, because we like to be again fluid in in learning both both of those and having both available for different projects. So, you know, something else really unique about you guys is uh, you're married as well. And I saw today is your wedding anniversary, right? It is. That's yes. right. Second, Two years. Second anniversary. Yep. Congratulations. What Thank are uh, what are some unique um, advantages or maybe challenges uh, of being married and also in business together and making films? Right. Well, I feel like it's it's really cool because our relationship started out by working together. I mean, we've been friends for ever since we were kids, but our relationship really grew once we started doing film together. Um, and, you know, we were really able to learn more about each other and how each other works and how we respond to different situations or stressful situations, you mm -hmm. know, and able to... Um, kind of build that relationship and we just realized even before um things developed into more of a romantic relationship like we just realized how well we work together and um just in communication and in our different strengths and weaknesses and stuff mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. um so i think on on the positive side like it's been a really neat experience working together and being married is not for everybody yeah but um, that's what God had for us and we love it. We love mm -hmm. it. We wouldn't have, have it any other way. We love working together. Yeah. We love working from home together and being able to. There's, there's just a certain like creative collaboration that happens yeah. too. I think like, obviously like if you have an in-house team, that's, but this is like very in-house <laughs> yep. of a team. Um, and so like, what's really cool is I think, like you were saying with our personalities in terms of, I, I was doing, look, there's the, um, what's it called? The What's it called? T something Briggs personality test oh, oh, yeah, Myers -Briggs. Myers -Briggs, yeah. yeah so it's like you know what how just personality types that kind of thing and I happen to be 100% right brain yep um so it doesn't mean like I still obviously I'm a business person and so I have to like learn that stuff but in terms of my natural bent is like I don't think very far ahead I'm kind of more in the moment very those kind of things versus Hannah has a really cool balance of like you're really good at producing thinking long term thinking about budgets and, and schedules and making sure details are communicated but you're also really good at like putting together puzzle pieces, so to speak. So she does a lot of our post-production in terms of the editing. So it's kind of, we have kind of a fun workflow where it's like we kind of leapfrog projects where it's like, so I'll do the creative in terms of the like directing of a project. So, and then she'll do the producing. So in terms of like the overall workflow from start to finish, 
there'll be the initial client contact. She'll be in touch with them, set up meetings and do whatever we need. And then we'll all jump on a meeting with all of us with the client, get to know them, discover meetings, all that kind of stuff. And then she'll kind of manage all the logistics of location scouts and all that kind of thing. And all the way through just doing all the producing end during the shooting of it. And then a lot of times also as first AD in terms of scheduling, depending on the scale of shoot. And then on post-production, then it kind of flips where it's like, so then she takes on the editing and does like kind of the initial, usually up until like the first two or three drafts of the edit. And then we'll kind of, if she gets stuck at one point, then I'll kind of jump on that. And then we'll like, if I'm editing a different project, then she'll jump on that one while I work on the other one, kind of start adding some pieces. And because I'm the director, I have a certain vision and oftentimes I'll shoot our stuff if it's a smaller project. So then I kind of have a certain idea of like what I was thinking of when I was shooting. And then kind of like when I get to a certain point, then I'll send it back to her and then she'll add some more ideas and thoughts and we kind of bounce it back and forth. And then that kind of just, it's fun to be able to then kind of use the our strengths as yeah. an advantage that way. Plus it keeps us both from getting like stuck creatively where we can kind of just trade off whatever yeah. we happen to be working on. Yeah, and I think the, the biggest challenge really is just separating the work from the personal life, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because it can be so easy <laughs> to, you know, over supper, you're talking about a client or, you know, you, you want to go on a walk in the evening and it's like, okay, what's our schedule for tomorrow? What do we need to get done? What's our deadlines? It's like, wait, you know, yeah. we can, you know, separate that a little bit, you know? So I think that's probably the biggest challenge is just trying to like, separate that and I think you know a little bit more black and white so mm-hmm. in my mind I'm like okay let's work until this time and then we're done work is behind us now personal life let's make supper together let's go watch a movie let's do something right and whereas for him it's more it's, fluid it's, it's very it's, blended together yeah it's very blended which yeah. you know it's more like oh like let's talk about this new idea and I'm like well we're done with work now <laughs> you know it's the evening so we've had to work through that a lot too of just mm-hmm. like talking about how do we separate work and life and what are different expectations um and sometimes our different strengths and weaknesses play out in our personal life right mm-hmm. like i'm the one who runs our personal calendar <laughs> like okay what do we have going on this weekend you know is there any Versus i'm like i don't even or... know what's happening tomorrow like she'll let me know when that when tomorrow yeah. comes <laughs> yeah so it's more you know we can see how those strengths and weaknesses play out mm-hmm. in our personal life um as well so i think it's definitely unique like being married and working together but we wouldn't have it any other way yeah for sure well, and you guys do a great job making it work. And um, uh, I think the key to any relationship or partnership is communication. And it seems uh, you guys really have that figured out and uh, seem to complement each other really well. I mean, I've, we're definitely still learning. There, yeah. We still have our moments where it's like, I, I especially for me, it's like, I'm like, oh, what didn't I say? That's like, oh, I didn't actually say that out loud, did I? I was just in my <laughs> head. Like, So for me, learning to be more external with my communication, I think. Yep, and I, I guess process. another quick thing I'll throw in there is sometimes it's like this weird thing of like, and I'm sure you know it too. It's like this, the creative collabor- collaboration can sometimes have like this element of like, it, it's like creative pushback mm, where it's like, mm-hmm. I have an idea and then it's it's helpful to have that kind of tension where it's like you kind of push back and forth until you come up with the best solution. Yep, yep. But then sometimes so you have to just make sure that you don't, let that flow like those feelings like sometimes you're just kind of like eh, like it should be this way and the other one's like no it should be this way that's that that's separate from like our marriage because right. we don't we don't want to have that carryover or sometimes it's the locker room and you're like in front of a client they're like we're, we're working with one client we're like yeah you're saying we should do it this way because this is what they want and i'm like no i think we should do it this way because we have this and we do have this option and like kind of that back and forth and then and then the client's like fun fact they're married 
It's like, uh, yeah, like that's, I mean, yes, we are married, but you'd still have to have that same creative creative process and pushback happen. Yeah, it doesn't have to spill over into taking it personally. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. no, I 100% can relate to you guys. I know that's the reason I know my wife and I, she's not even in film, but I know we never could work together uh, is because my whole creative process is just keep pushing it. You know, every stage of the production, question it. How can you make it better? How can you make it better? And uh, a couple of times we've, we've talked out some ideas. As soon as I give some pushback, it, it's hard to separate that, uh, it, that it really process. Is. Yeah, for sure. Somebody said, uh, I think it was Stephen Kendrick, actually. He said that um, if you have, like, say, imagine you're holding, like, your project, like, in front of you and somebody starts shooting holes in it, like, it's going to go right through your heart. You have to learn to be able to hold it beside you and let them shoot holes in it. And then that way it's like you can separate it from yourself. That constructive criticism and pushback. And, yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's yeah, it's definitely something we continually have to, like, remember that it's like you've worked you've, hard you yeah. just spent like 10 hours on an edit and then you know i do this to hannah all the time she does it to me too where it's like then she comes in it's like yeah that just doesn't really work does i don't really like it and you're just like ah like <laughs> i liked it like this is the way it's supposed to be um so yeah. no it's it's, it's definitely a learning still learning yeah that's great advice. I, I love that quote here. I, I definitely want to try to live by that some more. Um, yeah. sh- shifting gears a little bit to Motion University, you filled yeah. me in on how it started, which I think is um, very smart. Um, filmmaking is very collaborative, and the best way to learn filmmaking is through on-set experience. Um, and so that's really cool how you guys recognize that and, and form Motion University half out of necessity and also yeah. half out of uh, opportunity. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how that has grown over the years and um, and maybe the different types. I mentioned you have those three areas of education resources. How has it grown and, and what does Motion University offer today? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So yeah, with Motion University, kind of the, the thing is that I mentioned that we originally started was what we call the onset experience. And it's basically like a, a week-long uh, time where people can come and actually well, we're, we've kind of, we've been changing things around a little bit. So what it was anyway, we have some plans this year. We actually aren't able to run it just with all the COVID scheduling, all that kind of thing. Um, but basically what it has been is we um, run, do the first part of the week. People actually can come on and work on an actual commercial project with us, usually with a little bit bigger team, just so you can kind of get that onset experience of like, okay, you come on as a PA and you can kind of learn how does how to work with a team, how that whole setup works. And then the last half of the week, it kind of flips and then they become the department heads and then they make like a 30 second commercial. And then the teachers then, and like the crew members from the other one work as like crew for them. And, and so it's kind of gives you like both sides of the experience, like also then part of the process for that commercial is they have to actually pitch it to a client. So we, we pick someone, sometimes it's an actual client that they know they won't necessarily, like the, there's no guarantee on the pro, end product, but they'll come in. Like one was a, a bus company actually based in Detroit lakes here. So anyway, so they, he came in and um, the students had, you know, a set amount of time. They had to work with their team, come up with a uh, commercial pitch and then go and actually pitch it to this person live, you know, and then compete against all the other teams. And then at the end of the day, one or two will get picked. And then they have like a day or two to actually go and make that commercial and then present, you know, give it to the client. So kind of trying to give them like, it's kind of trying to give them that real world experience. It's like, I'll never forget the first time I like walked in, they were like, you know, we go to a client meeting, like, oh, let's just, let's hop in the boardroom real quick. We can talk about it. I'm like, I've never been in a boardroom in my life. Like I've never worked like a corporate job. (laughs) And that was a very intimidating experience. So trying to kind of give them that in like a safe to fail area. And a, a big part of what we do with all of Motion University is, is we're focused specifically on 
teaching people how to make like a sustainable and creatively fulfilling career in film. There's a lot of people teaching like how to make short films and, and all that kind of thing, which really don't have a very like commercial, like you can definitely, we're totally for it, but you can't really survive doing that as like a career. Um, and, and most people in film are also doing commercial work, even if they are doing some of the more narrative stuff. So trying to really teach that aspect of it. So another part that we do is we have an online course, um, which is like an eight week college style course that really kind of walks you through the entire process of making like a, a story driven interview based promotional film. Um, so kind of like giving them, teaching them not just like the what to do, but kind of like the process and the thought process behind it. So you can often what happens and I know for me is like when I was learning like you learn bits and pieces and you don't really know how to like what's the glue that holds it all together and so kind of teaching that in that eight week format where it's like they actually make a project over the course of those eight weeks as we kind of coach them through there's live calls um, assignments and videos and all that kind of stuff and so that's been really cool to see people come through that and then the third aspect that we have which you said is the, is the ongoing training which is basically a mastermind group for people uh, interested in, in growing a video business and so we meet for two hours every Thursday night and just we have hot seats where like we'll just help you know facilitate conversations and answer questions or we'll have bring in guests or we'll um, we have some other like ongoing training resources that we um, give to that group and stuff like that so that's kind of like the main three elements I guess yeah yeah and I feel like <laughs> when it started out it was just Andrew and I and then my mom we kind of you know planned it as this event and like weren't sh we weren't sure where it was going to go and all of that and now we have you know five people working on it year round and a mm -hmm. lot more people helping out with it at specific like on our onset experience and stuff mm -hmm. like that yeah. um so as a team now we're a little bit more structured and have those different programs um that we offer people and really our goal is to help them to start, run, and grow their video business in whatever way we can. Yeah, I feel like even just recently, like you mentioned with growing the team, it kind of started as like this volunteer-based kind of like, just we wanted it, we didn't make much money off it or anything. Right, right. It's, still, it's still really kind of a passion project in a lot of ways, but we kind of had to make that team transition from like a, a non-profit startup to like an actual business. And that's just, so we had to like learn, okay, how do business structures work? You know, um, what's the hierarchy of communication? Like all that kind of stuff. Right, yep. uh, but it's been a good journey for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the practical aspect of that. Uh, like you said, that's very um, something that no one really teaches. In the experience of a boardroom, I also was thrown in my first experience. So that's cool that you're including the practicalness of it and. Yeah. Um, kind of connecting the dots for everyone. Um, before we wrap up, I also got to ask you um, about the one poster a day Instagram. Yeah. Uh, where did that come from? And uh, are you regretting that decision? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Depends yeah. on who you ask. Yeah, Hannah, Hannah <laughs> has definitely questioned that sometimes. So basically, um, since January 1st, I've been designing like a movie style poster every single day. So I'm on, yesterday was day 167. So today is 168. Um, and so, yeah, so I'd seen, so quick plug for there. If you go on, if you want to learn anything like business and for creatives, the, the YouTube channel, The Future, it's the F-U-T-U-R. Absolutely brilliant. I've learned so much from them. And so anyway, I saw an interview with somebody who had done uh, a post every day project. And I was like, you know, I'd, I'd always wanted to do something like that. But like, you know, I just knew if I tried to pick something that I wasn't also like super excited about, like I just like, I'm, I basically never exercise, which is a horrible thing. But if I was gonna pick that, 
as like it's something I'm, I'm going to do that every like single day. Challenge. Like I, yeah. I know I wouldn't be able to keep it up. Like I just don't have the the motivation to do that. But I knew if I picked like I absolutely love designing posters. That's just something that I've like always liked doing. So I was like, you know what? If I picked that as something I could do every single day, then that would be an experiment. Number one, if I could do something every single day, and it'd be something I actually really enjoy. And it could be kind of that creative outlet, like. I don't have any expectation on what I have to design. It's not a paid project. It's and I've actually had people fun. ask to pay yeah. me to do them, but I've intentionally turned them down. I don't allow people to pay me to do posters because then all of a sudden it just becomes another you know, project that I have to get done by a deadline. And like, I can't do that when I have to do it every single day. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's kind of some of the background. I've really enjoyed it. It's It definitely has its moments where it's like you're on set and you wrap up and it's like you finish offloading and it's like 1 a.m., you're like, oh man, I still got to make a poster, <laughs> you know? So it's like, you know, I have definitely have to kind of adjust my, I, at first I was taking like three hours a day making a poster. And then some days it's like, I only have like 15 to 20 minutes. And then I feel like my kind of average now is around an hour um, to, to make one each day. Um, usually ends up happening after midnight, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I'm still trying to learn it because I also made the decision up front that I would allow myself to like I could make some ahead and like post once I didn't have to necessarily make one every day I had to post one every day because ultimately like my marriage and my life like health is is more important to me than than actually meeting that quota but so far I've been able to do it 167 days in a row yeah I've really admired just his perseverance in that and like being super consistent no matter what we have going on even if we're on set he'll make sure his poster gets done mm-hmm. and he does it well. Like his posters, <laughs> well, he would, he would argue that, but I, I think he does it well. I don't like most of the ones I post. I'm like, I want to spend like another like three hours, three to six hours on it before I post it. For but. the amount of time he does have to put on them, I think they're excellent. Yeah, sure. I gotta, I gotta side with Hannah on this one. I think they're, <laughs> they're pretty awesome here and blown away by the, the quality uh, on there. Okay. Uh, and that is idea co design on Instagram. If anyone wants to check that out, idea co design, uh, to wrap things up here, I know you guys are uh, on the border of North Dakota and yeah. Minnesota, but um, uh, you do film a lot in North Dakota. Mm. What uh, what do you like about making media in North Dakota? Yeah. So well, first of all, <laughs> I just have to say we're moving to North Dakota. Yeah, we're actually moving back here in like a month-ish. So we're excited so about that. We're super excited. We love North Dakota and we are both born and raised there and are excited about moving so back. So we're coming back. We're coming so, back. So just had to start out with that. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think uh, like it was it really was made clear. So earlier this year, we did a project in California for the first time. And um, it's just it's a night and day difference between like in North Dakota. It's super chill. You know, it's like yeah. or, or even in Midwest, probably in general, like, you know, there, there's certain times where you definitely need to have like you need to have for sure, like location releases and insurance and that kind of stuff. But like there's not nearly as much paperwork in terms of like city permits and mm-hmm. state permits and like having to work through all those channels. And that was a huge learning curve for us coming from like here, you can pretty much just show up and shoot something. If you're on a public right of way, there's no issues. Obviously this is not legal advice if you should probably do your own research, but um, you know, you can pretty much show up and shoot anywhere, anything. And people actually think it's cool here. They're like, Oh cool. Like you're, you're filming something very supportive. From a producing standpoint, as long as you're communicating with the owners, you have your location release forms, yeah. you're making sure that you're being communicating. And you, about and you it, treat the locations fine. with respect. I mean, you don't do something you didn't yeah. tell them up front you were going to do, those kinds of things. They're super supportive. You yeah. know, so that's what I love about really just filming in North Dakota and the Midwest in general yeah. is people are very supportive. They love what you do. They're excited about your projects. Um, people still are fascinated by drones instead of hating them. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. I, I mean, sometimes it does get challenging because you do only have, basically, if a client 
calls us in February, we're usually like, well, you probably want to wait until the grass is green to shoot your project, you know? So we end up having... Uh, a little seasonal. bit heavier on projects when the grass is green. So it's a little bit more in the summer. For us, though, it works really well because, like, we do web development, which everybody yeah. thinks about during the winter here, and then, you know, video production during the summer. So, like, for right. us, it works really well. But I think that could be, I guess, a challenge for some people. I personally absolutely hate heat. So I love the, the cold. I love winter is one of my favorite times of the year. It's yeah. so, like, doesn't bother me, but it's so harder to find those Having a small video business for us in North Dakota is a perfect fit. We love yeah. it. Um, we wouldn't want to live anywhere else. We wouldn't want to mm-hmm. move anywhere else. We're super happy um, having our business and living here. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and final question here. What advice would you give people who want to make media like you two? I think one thing that's really helped us is like, I feel like as creatives, speaking as myself, kind of a creative person, like it's easy to want to make stuff that you want to make. Um, because it's like that just makes that either will look cool for your reel, make your friends be impressed, whatever it might be. Um, but I think if you can really flip that to really think, okay, like really a service mindset of like, how can I serve? Like, what's the best way I can serve someone? How can I just absolutely, you know, under promise and over deliver? Um, and there's a really good book. It's called uh, The Go Giver. And that's kind of like basically that in a nutshell, if you uh, read, read that book. That's what my thought would be, but. Yeah, and then I would just say like, um, two kind of coming from like the creative side, just not being afraid to to work on the business side, you know, like don't be afraid to be confident what you're charging and Mm -hmm. charge what you're worth. Um, It takes a lot of work behind the scenes to run your own business. Like you're working evenings, you're working weekends. Like it's not just like, oh yay, we get to take off whenever we want because it's our own business. Like, no, you have deadlines, you have, you know, things like that. And so not being afraid to, yeah, just work on that business side, charge what you're worth, being confident in that. And then also having systems and processes Mm. to work on, I think is huge. Like we've just been literally in the last year, really learning and growing in that and how we've not done it and how we're now trying to create those systems and processes. How does our flow work? And it actually makes you more creative when you have like a blueprint of like, okay, this is because every project we do is different. So initially I was like, well, how can we have a process for that? But there's actually like the same, you end up following the same paradigm of like how you approach a project, even if the outcome is very different. It like actually frees my mind to be even more creative when I don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. So ultimately, yeah, when you have those, that business structure and those systems and processes down, um, you're able to serve the clients better. You're able to have a better business and really enjoy what you do to the fullest. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, appreciate talking to both of you guys. Where can people learn more about Bartlett Idea Co. and connect with you guys online? Yeah. Yeah. So our website is Bartlett.co. Uh, it's B-A-R-T-L-E-T-T.co, not .com. Uh, people confuse it. It's .co because it's you know company, right? Um, so that would be their website. And on social media, it's just um, at Bartlett Idea Co. And uh, you'll find us there. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank Thanks. you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Film North Dakota podcast, brought to you by the North Dakota Film and Media Association. If you want to learn more or connect with other filmmakers in North Dakota, check us out online at filmnd.org. I'm Matt Fern. Thanks for tuning in. And keep making movies in North Dakota. Where the sun shines brighter and the country's wider than